It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, this is Josh Keaton, and you are listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. Hi, this is John Barber from IDW Publishing. You are listening to The Pull Bag. You've just jumped inside The Pull Bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, and Image to IDW, Boom Studios, and Xenoscope, we have everything right here. We cover things like Transformers, He-Man, Superheroes, TMNT, and Radiant Black. Yeah, we have all that and so much more. It's all inside the pull bag here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So, without further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we're reading right now. Here inside the pull bag. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. That is affirmative. Hello and welcome to The Pull Bag. But this isn't just The Pull Bag, it is also... All Things Transformers. That's right, because we are crossing over to talk about IDW Publishing's Transformers Back to the Future. I'm, of course, TF2 and Mike. You are... Steve Megatron. That's right, that's right. And yes, IDW, one of their last, I think this was actually their very final crossover... Uh, was Transformers Back to the Future, four issues, and I liked it. I thought it was fun. But? All as they did was take the original film and add Transformers to it. Uh, I, I mean, I saw some of that, but I same token, they mm-hmm. did change some stuff. Yeah, true. They did, but I mean, the basic plot of it is, you know, Rumble stows away on on the on the DeLorean. Well, which, yeah, that part. Yeah. But once it was in the the altered timeline, oh yeah, that's all. It was yeah, that's totally different. Yeah, that's all totally different. But I'm saying, like, the beginning and ending is essentially the it's essentially Back to the Future, and that's fine. It's supposed to be Back to the Future. Hello, it's Transformers Back to the Future. So, just to get the creative out of the way, as always, written by Kevin Scott, art by Juan Samu, uh, colors by David Garcia Cruz and Candace Hahn, letters by Neil Yukatai, and yeah. So, we have, for humans, we have Marty, Doc, Biff, George, and Lorraine. For the Autobots, we have Bumblebee, Optimus... 
gig- gigawatt, gigawatt, whatever. I forget how it's supposed to be pronounced. Gigawatt. S- skills and Rodimus Prime. Decepticons, we have Megatron. No, not that one. Uh, Ravage, Soundwave, Starscream. Flame War, for some odd reason. Rumble. Hook. Mixmaster and Watchtower. I, I will say this going in. I totally ignored Watchtower. <laughs> so when it showed up in the comic, I was uh-huh. extremely like, oh, WTF. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. And I like I, I normally like going through the, the character pages IDW does for their comics because they do them in the individual ones and in the, the, the trade as well. But, uh, yeah, I completely missed the whole Watchtower thing. And, yeah, I was like, oh, snap. That's crazy. Now, did you, because I know that I think the toy was announced before the comic or it was like right around the same time, whatever. Did you have any inclination of picking up Gigawatt at all? Oh, yeah. As, oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was a real close toss up. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, do I get it for the sole sake that it's a DeLorean? <laughs> like, because I don't have a DeLorean, right? And I, it was very tempting, but I was like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I really gotta pay attention to what I'm getting my hands on here because I was like, I could get like. Because I want to say it was like thirty bucks for a deluxe, hmm. which isn't terrible. Like it's not. I mean, and plus it was wasn't it exclusive to somewhere like Target. Walmart or oh, okay Target. That's fine. Yeah, I think so. Anyway, I, yeah. I don't know. I saw it. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I, th- I could have swore I saw it at both. Yeah, probably. So the plot of this is is interesting. As you said, yes, you are right. The middle section is issues two and three are the most interesting out of this because, let's face it, there's only so much you can do Back to the Future style at the beginning and ending. Like, you know, you, you have to kind of sort of set things right. And this starts with, you know, Marty being chased by the Libyan terrorists. And then we get to the Transformers, and all hell breaks loose. <laughs> well, and Ravage and mm-hmm. Rumble Rumble are mm-hmm. scouting it out for Megatron. Yep. And then Rumble is like, uh, <laughs> the car vanished. What do you mean it vanished? I, I said, what I said, Megatron, flash of light, gone. Yep. And then Ravage scans, and they're like, trans-temporal particles detected, and Megatron's like, time travel? <laughs> yep. He's like, how are they, you know, how are they doing that? And <laughs> and instead of, like, it, they they were doing the true deception thing. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. And he was about to shake things up, and Bumblebee got in the way. <laughs> And what's funny is they still were trying something terrible not to be seen. The Decepticons and the Autobot. Mm-hmm. It's like the Decepticons normally wouldn't care. Yeah. Yeah, normally they wouldn't care, but 
because I think they have to follow the Back to the Future rules of the whole, like, why are the... Because it seems to me, and I could have, I could, I could be getting this wrong. Did the Autobots and Decepticons come back from the future? In this, or were they already? No, they were on the Ark. They were already they? here. Okay, they were. Yeah, yeah this yeah, was like eighty four, like when they woke yeah, up. Yeah, and- yep, yep, yep. Because it's yeah, because it's eighty five. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I will say, I I find this absolutely great how. We do start with Optimus and Bumblebee, and then we eventually get to Rodimus. <laughs> that was hilariously good. I do find it weird how Marty goes to sleep in one timeline and wakes up in the other, but remembers everything. Yeah, that was a little... It's a little bit of a paradox there. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it reminds me of when he go, when in, in the original movie, in, in the second movie... When he goes at the end of the first one, he goes back. But in the beginning of the second one, he comes back. Yeah, but to he the travels, yeah. whereas here he doesn't. Yeah, no, he and doesn't. He remembers, he and he shouldn't. Yeah, he shouldn't. But I did like the the shocking. You know, you know, get, don't just stand there gaping. Get on the transport before we get zapped. <laughs> zapped. <laughs> and then they're in a they're in a uh, energon internment camp. Yep. I love the designs. I really dig the art. Marty and Doc could stand to look a little bit better, but they're not bad. But the Autobots and the Decepticons They look perfect. They look perfect. I mean it's a specific design. It's still G1, but it's not your standard 84 G1. It is and it isn't. It, it it's like I'm looking Almost at Bumblebee. Like a modern deco of it. Yeah, yeah. Like Bumblebee right. looks like he could be, you know, off the Volkswagen assembly line yesterday. Or, more than or another brand car. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but I, yeah, I, I was really enjoying the, the appearances and the the designs and Biff. You could clearly tell, and George <laughs> McFly and. Yeah. Oh, Biff. What a butthead. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, Starscream is, uh, you know, uh, still his his taskmaster. And, and you see Biff, instead of him ruling everyone like he thinks, yeah. he's like, Lord Starscream, sir. I, I didn't know we were scheduled for an inspection. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Biff is a lackey. It's like, doom, 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 on his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Biff is a total lackey. But I, I found it funny, though, that Marty, like, flings a trash can lid at Starscream. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Ting. who dares? Mm-hmm. What? Who dares assault Starscream? All I can think of is, uh, is and, and I know this is not what, what they're going for here, but all I can think of is Mikey and Turtles 3. With the burnt pizza? Yep. Frisbee, also good. Zing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I love the fact that he gets on this skateboard. Mm-hmm. This is just what I needed. Maybe my and then looks the DeLorean like it. comes out of nowhere. Yep. <laughs> yep. Comes out of nowhere. And I... Okay. So, overall, how do you feel about Gigawatt? I I really like him. I love the design. Uh-huh. 
and I like the fact that he's reminiscent of Doc Brown. Because mm-hmm. he even goes, great, Scott. Yeah. So I like him. I like him as a character. I like him in the comic. I like the fact that there is a transforming DeLorean out there. I think that's cool. However, skills is something I could have done without. It was, but I wasn't. <laughs> I didn't hate him. I, I do really like the DeLorean Transformer, though. Yeah, no, absolutely. But, yeah, skills, I... Mm, I mean, at least he's not a hoverboard, thank God. But Yet. still. Yeah. Yeah, so we get the reveal of, of Gigawatt, and that's how the first issue ends, I believe. And, or first or second, I don't know. So, yeah, so the whole thing with meeting up with Skills and Gigawatt and Starscream doing his thing and, like, <laughs> Starscream, Jesus. <laughs> oh, Starscream, he just doesn't matter who writes him. as long, If it's 80, if it's a classic Starscream, he's going to be uh, that same personality, which is great. At least they're not, you know, drastically changing it. And yeah, we get to the, the alternate timeline and the Decepticon internment camp. And like I said before, Rodimus Prime. (laughs) I love it. Absolutely love it. What do you think of the art overall? I really enjoyed it. Like, mm-hmm. despite the human appearances, I love the yeah. robots. I love the colors. I love the uh, how they captured everything. It, it wasn't. It almost reminded me of that. Uh, what was that group's video game that they had? Um, High Moon Studios. Uh, no, they they did the Back to the Future game years ago. Oh, Telltale. Yeah, it almost reminds me of that in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it it was already kind of in my my memory there, and so when I saw like the Transformers or I saw them, it it kind of melded really well. Mm-hmm. But it's it's still it's a, an original take all the way around. But I I really did uh, enjoy the art. Yeah, from the backgrounds to the character designs. It's the only, again, the only, like you've said, the only problem I really have, like, George and Lorraine look fine, Biff looks fine. It's just Marty and Doc. There are certain angles that they show Doc, and I'm just like, that just doesn't look like Doc. Like, the part where he's talking to Rumble, you're damaged. Keep back, human. It just doesn't, like, the dog, Einstein looks more like he actually is supposed to look like, but Doc just doesn't. I don't know, and I get it. They probably obviously couldn't get the likeness rights for Christopher Lloyd. I don't know why. What else is he doing these days besides being retired or whatever? Mandalorian Season 3, I heard. What about Mandalorian Season 3? I I heard he's acting in it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's As who, I have no clue. Yeah, I don't think the trailer showed that. No, but I I read something about it earlier today. Hmm. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. That's going to be cool, actually. Yeah. Well, at least he isn't, uh, 
you know, hurtling towards the sun. So as I'm scrolling through the story here, folks, we've got Rumble doing his pile driver thing. We get up to a point where Megatron says, Reconstruction in progress. Rumble, is that you? Aren't you a sight for sore optics? And, and Reconstruction basically has Optimus and everybody else hound and... Uh, who is that? Is that um, not Skids? Oh, Smokescreen. Uh, it, basically, it's it's all of their body parts. <laughs> uh, and the fact that there end up being two Rumbles and Megatron's like, oh boy, I need to get rid of one of these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Those time paradoxes, guys. You gotta, you gotta be aware of those. Oh man! Now I did not know this because I am actually I've got the uh, the TF wiki pulled up as well, even though I'm not looking at it. But uh, Gigawatt is not the only. He's not the first unlicensed DeLorean transformer. That honor goes to someone called Swindler. Hmm. <laughs> He was part of the Marvel Comics continuity. He was in the Japanese Generation 1 cartoon continuity. And he was also in Dreamwaves uh, and IDW's um, comic continuity. He was in the War for Cybertron trilogy marketing material, but obviously he wasn't anywhere near War for Cybertron. Interesting. Um, Yep. So, other than having the humans serve the robots, what is Megatron's master plan here? Because he just seems to like blowing up people. I mean, I know it's Megatron, and that's, you know, what bad guys do. But, like, at the end of the day, he's not doing much. Time travel. Wipe out Autobots. That's, yeah, that's true. Um, Let's see what else. (sighs) <sighs> yeah, and I do like, so we're I'm, I'm up to the point where we get to Hill Valley, let's see, the, uh, the work camp in 2015, and you've got George and Lorraine, you know, working for the Constructicons, and I find this absolutely hilarious. You have the construction vehicles having the humans build something for them. Yep. <laughs> That is just absolutely hilarious to me. So, yeah, what what else are you thinking on this? I I think it's it's kind of interesting that they have Rodimus in this and kind of explaining everything away. Mm-hmm. Um, Megatron wearing the the king's robe. <laughs> yes, cape. yeah, Starscream cape. That's right. Yep. Oh man. Yeah, it's it's just so fun. Um And that's a good thing. I mean, the crossovers are meant to be fun and they're meant to, you know, I you know, like we said, we've got some nitpicks here, but in general I did very much enjoy this. Uh as we get to issue 3, we open with the Constructicons. And, yeah, their personalities are all G1 Constructicons, especially Hook. Mm-hmm. I, hear, I hear Neil Ross coming out of that, that mouth anytime. And 
Biff actually runs away from them. Oh, man. Poor, poor Biff. And then you get Doc, and he's just cooking this. He's cooking Decepticons. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. You get George and Lorraine in on it, and, you know, everybody's out to save the timeline, because that's what you got to do. I love George and Lorraine. Starscream coming here. <laughs> that's so good. The colors on this are great. Yeah, I, I've I've pretty much enjoyed like a lot of the the designs, the colors, like when mm-hmm. they're being, you know, like when Biff um, shows up, like he's Decepticon purple and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Marty and the Back to the Future Autobot team are basically trying to stop the Decepticons from doing what they're doing. Yep. And Megatron thinks he can stop them even though he can't. (laughs) And yeah, it's just fun. It's just pure unadulterated fun. And I I like the parts later where Biff gets his own exosuit. Yes. Biff getting the, yeah, that's the, yeah. Biff getting the exosuit. I'm just like, Oh, Biff. Bumblebee having an eye patch. And I saw a panel earlier where he was missing his right, right side door. I was like, wait a minute. When did that fall off? But yeah, I mean, with everything that they've gone through in this in this comic, it's like holy crap. And Rodimus has holes in him and mm-hmm. cracks all over. Yep. I love that. Uh, of course, for me, I, I I only hear Tim Curry with this one, but Fleshling Scum, he has got to stop doing that, and you know. Rodimus replies in the next panel, that can be arranged. All I can hear of is Tim Curry and the Three Musketeers as Cardinal Richelieu anytime I see that line. I like the Rodimus punch. That's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's so funny. Marty's uh in in the in the third issue, like Marty mm-hmm. sends Biff to the, the waste. Mm-hmm. The trash compactor. Yep. In the exosuit. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, you got to crush it. It's just like when he goes in the manure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's I, I love all the little callbacks. Yeah, it's an old manure joke. And, yeah, the third issue ends with the clock tower coming to life. And I'm just like, what? Rodimus's face, like, like just as it's happening in, in Bumblebee's, mm-hmm. like, their mouths are hanging open, like, oh, crud. Yeah, yeah. Rodimus is like... And I know this is not his line, but Spike isn't here to say it. But, oh, shit, what are we going to do now? (laughs) (laughs) And, okay, I don't mind the arc being a robot. Like, I don't mind that at all. I think that's cool. I don't mind Gigawatt, Gigawatt, whatever you want to call him. I don't mind him being a robot, you know, coming out of a DeLorean. But this... Watchtower transfer. Thank God they never tried to make this into a toy. First of all, who would buy this? Somebody that likes giant robots. I guess, but I'm not a fan of giant robots, so I have no care. <laughs> well, 
I mean, Megatron did get larger and larger and larger as he progressed and uh, throughout Beast Wars. So true. So I mean, you know, you kind of do have a thing for big bots, and you cannot lie. Ah. Ah, no, I don't like like the combiners or the city robots. Or yeah, the, those type. I mean, normally I do. Normally I'm cool with it, but this just makes no damn sense. And it's, I'm, I'm sorry to the artist, but the, the design is kind of ugly. Like, I don't know. So yeah, we end issue three with Doc Brown saying, looks to me like we need to beat the clock once and for all. My eyes rolled so hard just now, it was audible across the room. I mean, I get it. That's Doc Brown's sense of humor, and that's fine. I think the only thing that I absolutely love about the fact that there is a clock tower transformer is the final cover for issue four with this, like, time scepter in the center, and you have the Autobots and the humans and then the clock tower up at the top there with Gigawatt's face in the center of the timepiece. I thought I think that's really, really cool. So yeah, chapter four, issue four is essentially just a race against time, pun intended. Yep. And I love that Doc fixes the uh the flex capacitor. Yep. Absolutely. The overall message of this comic, folks, is basically what Rodimus says on this one of the panels on this first page. Ha! Huh, this is why you'll never win, Decepticon, Autobots, and humans working side by side. Freedom for all! No, destruction for all. <laughs> Rodimus is down! But we're picking up speed! There's no time, Marty! You have to leave us behind. Mm-hmm. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. And he's like, we did it, Doc. And then, like, it's funny, his license plate goes and it says gigs. Yep. I thought that was a nice touch. And then he shows really up cool. and then he's, like, all smashed up. Yep. Because he, he uh, whacks into the other DeLorean. Yeah. And smashes it. And Rumble's like, wait, what? Yeah, Rumble doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and neither does Biff. <laughs> well, and Biff comes to the rescue. That's true. Biff does. And... He says, be a pathetic earthlet. It's earthling, you idiot. So they have to chase Rumble down the little little hole here. And then Rumble comes up against Optimus Prime, Jazz, Bumblebee, and... Braun. Yeah. And is that... Yeah, Ratchet on the yep. left... On the right-hand side by yep. Bumblebee. No, I couldn't tell because I wasn't zoomed in far enough. And I was like, wait a minute, who the hell is that white Transformer? And then, then they dump an energon truck of on on top of him. Yep. 
Which I'm surprised that they did that because no, the, okay, no. At first, I thought that was long haul. I thought that was the Constructicon at first, and but yeah, Rumble gets Energon dumpage on him, and and <laughs> Optimus Prime has his another one of his kneeling poses. Where is Marty McFly? <laughs> Then I oh, think it's man. funny they put the regular DeLorean back together. Mm-hmm. With the help of Gigawatt. Yep. Yep. Is it weird or I don't know. And they we created all know- a time travel paradox. Yep. Yep, they did. And you see both Optimus and Rodimus. Yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. Is it weird? I know that doesn't happen often. Because, you know, one leader usually has to die so the other one can take his place kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, the hate plague notwithstanding, considering that Optimus had to defeat Rodimus. But, yeah, no, I like seeing them stand side by side, but it it still looks weird to me. Well, they did it in Headmasters. Yep. Before Prime sacrificed himself again. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah, everything works out, and Marty and... Or does it? Well, we are led to believe that it does, because... Until the very last panel. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So what I'm getting to here is is that we think that, you know, traditionally for Back to the Future, the end of the film, Marty gets the... Four by four, Doc and the Autobots go back to the future or do something or whatever. And then Marty goes to drive off and we see the end question mark because his four by four truck has a Decepticon logo on it. Yep. I think that might be the coolest Decepticon logo that I've seen, though. Because it's 3D. Yep. I just want to see his truck transform now. I don't think we're going to get that chance. I know. It just sucks. I I only want it because then I could retool it as my old truck. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, so Transformers Back to the Future, I absolutely dug it. I thought it was great. I thought it was fun. Relax! Enjoy the ride! You take an interesting concept like the Transformers and Back to the Future and you combine them. And it turns out to be maybe a not-so-believable story, but I guess it could be. I mean, it's all time travel. It's all, you know. But it was fun. Yeah, exactly. That's, That's the thing. It was fun and it was interesting. And it led to places that you didn't think it was going to go. Because <laughs> I can't count on on any digits how many times Biff switched sides. <laughs> First he was trying to play it up for Starscream and the Decepticons. Then he was trying to play it up for the Autobots. And, oh man, Biff. Oh boy. All right. What are we going to rate this zero to five? I'll give it a four and a half. Overall. Yeah. yeah, Overall. I'm I'm right there at a four out of five overall for me. 
I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought the story was great. I thought the art was great. It's just a couple of things stick out that I have to take one point off for, and, and they're just little piddly things. But overall, it's not a bad comic at all. No. All right, folks, that's going to do it for us here inside the pull bag. But before we go, as always, you're going to have to hear a couple of ads and some other stuff. And uh, we'll be back to close the show after this. You are receiving a transmission from the Rod Pod. Upload pending. Stand by for soundtrack transfer. I am Maggie. And I am John. And we are trapped, hurtling through space in a ship shaped like Rodimus's head. The ship, for reasons we haven't been able to determine, contains the entire run of the IDW Transformers Phase 2 comic. Which chronicle the events following the end of the war between the Autobots and Decepticons. So we figure we may as well read them all in order and report our findings to you. Stand by. Stand by. Upload complete now. The Rod Pod. Look for us at marriedwcomics.libsyn.com at iTunes, at Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts can be found. So, uh, till all are one. Till all are one. Till all are one. So let's say you're looking for a podcast of your favorite 80s comic books, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Ninja Turtles, He-Man, etc. Where are you going to go to find us? Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm Chuck. That's right, everybody. We're the Star Joes. We host a podcast called Star Joe's Podcast, where we talk about your favorite comic books, your favorite toys of all the 80s properties. Star Wars, G.I. Joe, Transformers, Mask, Thundercats, Voltron, you name it, we cover it. If it's in the 80s, we will we'll cover it at some point. Yeah, so what you want to do to find us, you can go to iTunes, you can go to www.starjoes.com. And remember... The Force will be with you, because knowing us is half the battle. Hello all sentient beings. Want the latest on everything going on in the Transformers multiverse? Check out the Transmissions Podcast Network. We've got weekly podcasts covering everything from Alpha Trion to Omega Supreme. From old school G1 all the way up to Cyberverse and beyond. And you don't want to miss Empire of Rust, the world's first and only Transformers live play role playing game podcast. If you love Transformers, there's something for everyone at transmissionspodcast.com. Discover a world of vintage and modern toys that's more than meets the eye with the Triple Takeover Toycast. Hosted by toy writers and photographers Toybox Soapbox, 6O, and TF Square One, this informal and chilled out series of discussions cover everything from vintage Transformers to Mask, Diaclone, Microman, and more, be it nostalgic or current. Whether you're a seasoned collector or a casual robot enthusiast, all are welcome. Triple Takeover Toycast. 
Excellent. Yes. All right, folks, that's going to do it for the pull bag and this episode of All Things Transformers. Coming up, folks, Steve and I are planning some big stuff. Uh, we actually, I think I mentioned this last time we did an HDF episode. Brian Carlson, I believe his name is, he reached out to me on, on Facebook and asked me about our Summer of Bayhem, where we cover all the Bay movies, and he asked me if this was still happening. I said, yep, it's still happening. It's not going to be in the summer anymore, but it's still happening. So my next thought was, ooh, the winter of Bayhem. <laughs> Well, you could say it's a cold winter in... Uh-huh. It's a cold winter on Cybertron and Earth. On base explosions. Yep, exactly. So, we've got that. I'm sure we will catch up with the news and things like that as well. And there's a bunch of other things we're, we're going to be planning out for the future of all things Transformers. As for the pull bag, we have got a bunch of stuff coming up. A lot of it's pre-recorded. Some of it isn't pre-recorded yet. But I've got uh, we've got our Beast Wars finale next episode. Uh, Hahi Prime is going to join me for Livio Remindelli's The Kill Lock. I believe if we can get it scheduled, JT from Saskatoon is going to join me for Transformers versus Terminator: Enemy of My Enemy. This was the crossover right before the Back to the Future crossover that RDW did, and then after that, a bunch of Origins episodes, and then 494 and 495 is me and my buddy Jesse W. Jackson from Set Listing Bruce talking about Tom Zoller's Long Distance and Warning Label. As the pull bag is just over 10 episodes away from 500 episodes. And as of this recording, all things Transformers is 80 episodes away from 500. Yay. Yes. Oh, boy. Where are going to people find you on social media, sir? On the Twitters at SCP-21. You can also follow me at tf and Mike on Twitter at GeekCast Radio at the Pullback at AllThingsTFV3 on Twitter as well. Make your greatest game to comics and we will be transforming your world next time here on one of these podcasts. First we crack the shell, then we crack the nuts inside! No! Oh. <laughs> I wish to speak to my lawyer.